Welcome to the Golden Hills Podcast Daily, where you can spend a few minutes each day with us to meditate on God's Word. Now, here's today's encouraging message. Hello, I'm Vinny Angelo, and I serve at Golden Hills as the small group curriculum coordinator and adult education coordinator. And today's Golden Hills Podcast Daily will be in Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 17. The passage goes, He, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. This is something that Paul wrote to the church in Colossae around 60 to 62 AD, Uh, but most scholars actually think that that part of the passage is something that Paul may, might not have actually created himself. They think that this might be an early Christian hymn, something that was uh, recited uh, to go along with early Christian baptisms, and it, it really celebrates the supremacy of Jesus over all creation. Um, when, when Paul is writing to any church, he's usually going to address issues that are happening in that congregation. And so what we know about the church in Colossae outside of, of the letter itself, but what historians have figured out is that Colossae, it was a, a city in the Roman Empire. It was, uh, you know, very much a, a different world than what we would live in. Uh, in America now, you kind of have the option if you believe in the supernatural, but in the ancient world, everyone believed in the supernatural. And, and this is no different in the, in the Roman world. And so everyone would believe that there were things that you couldn't see, that there was deities out there. And, and they would oftentimes blend religious ideas. So you didn't just have one set of uh, values that you held to. You could just add anything into what you believed. And, and so the people in Colossae, they believed that gods and goddesses existed. And they believed that they influenced uh, things that were happening in the world. They believed that there were good and evil spirits that existed. Now, they, they believed that most of the gods and goddesses and spirits were actually something to be feared. Even the good deities, the good gods that they would worship, they, they would kind of worship them with a sense of fear because they knew that those gods could possibly get angry and, and, and manifest their anger on them at any time. So people in this community just lived in constant fear that they would be cursed by unseen forces, that harm would come to their lives or to the lives of people around them. They also feared astrological things like uh, the zodiac or constellations. Uh, they, they thought that how the, the planets aligned with each other might have an effect on what was going on in their daily lives. These people just lived in constant fear that the unseen things would just haunt them, that the unseen things would bring curses upon them. Uh, the Colossians just lived in fear. You know, I've always loved this passage. Uh, I, I studied it a lot because it has great theology about the deity of Jesus and how he is God. But it wasn't until I reread the passage in light of knowing the background that the passage really made sense as to why Paul would write that. You have a community living in fear that the things they can't see are going to get them. And, and he's saying, no, you guys don't have to worry about that. Let's, let's actually read the passage again in light of what we know about the Colossian church and the community they lived in. They, the church themselves obviously didn't worship all these gods, but this is the community they grew up in. They just knew that, or they thought that this was around them. They had to unlearn this. So this is what Paul writes. Let's read it again. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, 
whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him, all things hold together. Paul is making the point that he is, that, that Jesus is completely supreme over all creation. He's the image of the invisible God. What we're seeing here is Yahweh, the God of Israel is being displayed in Jesus. John tells us this in the beginning of his gospel in John 1 18. No one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the father's side has made him known That's Jesus. Paul also goes on in verse 15 to say uh, that Jesus is the firstborn of all creation. Now this word firstborn in the Greek, it's the word prototokos. And it can mean birth order, like the first created. We, we even see this in the Old Testament, in the Greek version of the Old Testament. In Exodus chapter 13, um, it says, when Pharaoh hardened his heart so as not to send us away, he slew every firstborn in the land of Egypt. We know the, the Passover story and the firstborn child uh, would be uh, would die if they didn't have the blood of the lamb over their, their doorpost. It could literally mean that word could literally mean firstborn, like first of lineage or chronology. But there's a secondary use to that word that actually happens a lot throughout the Bible and in the ancient world in which the firstborn is just a reference to someone who holds preeminence, someone who's very important. Um, in that same book of Exodus, Israel is referred to as the firstborn son of God in chapter four, verse 22. But it's not like he was the first, Israel was the first created nation that ever existed, but there was something special about Israel in which they had preeminence. So this is a word that exists throughout the Bible and the ancient world in which the older son, the firstborn son has a preeminence. They have a special bond between father and uh, the rest of the family. That, that older son is, is more important. And that's what Paul is teaching us here. He's, he's declaring that Jesus is the prototokos Christ. He's the preeminent Christ. Um, and not just as a Messiah who saves from sins, but he's unique and distinguished from all other creation. Uh, and not only that, he's actually prior to and supreme over the creation. Uh, and it's because he is Lord. In verse 16, Paul goes on to say, for by him, all thing, these things happened for by him, right? That's a technical way in the Greek that Paul is saying for by means of him, for by means of Jesus, what I'm going to tell you is, is how it happened. So what are the, what, what happened? All things were created, not some things or a majority of things, but all things were created that exist. What, what kind of things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, Paul is, he's kind of exhausting the Greek language here. He's telling us that anything that can exist, exists because of Jesus and how he created it, how he, how the son was involved in the creation process. Even the cosmic powers and principalities, the, the things that the Colossians feared that were going to get them at any moment, they were actually created by Jesus. I don't know how that works, <laughs> but, but Paul is bringing assurance to this people. He's being a very good pastor here to let them know, man, these things aren't things you need to worry about. He's not saying they're fake. He's not saying that evil spirits don't exist or that there's not things that we need to be afraid of in a sense that they actually are real. But what he's saying is, don't worry. They're under the control of someone else and they don't live uh, together with him. It's not like they're battling. It's not like Jesus and the evil spirits are battling each other and we don't know who's going to win. They only exist because he allows them to. And that's what he goes on to say in, in the end of 16, verse 16. For by him, all things were created. Uh, and then it, it actually ends the passage in verse 16. All things were created through him and for him. 
a lot of times it doesn't matter what's written in Greek because the translations are really good. This is an opportunity though, where the Greek words really matter. The first time we read for all things were created, it, it's in a form of Greek that just shows a basic event that happened in the past. They were created, they began. But the second time, how he finishes the phrase, all things were created through him and for him. It's in the perfect tense in the Greek, where it, it's saying that, man, this is like, this is something that is continuing to exist because of Jesus. Like he, they, anything that exists owes their existence to the sovereign Lord of the universe. Paul is making clear who Jesus is and what he did. And he's not merely a moral teacher that they should follow. He's actually the creator and sustainer of all creation. In verse 17, Paul finishes up by saying, and Jesus is before all things and in him, all things hold together. Uh, another way of saying it is he's holding all things together continually. This is another instance where the Greek word that's used for hold together is in the perfect active tense. This is something that happened in the past, but its effects go on, uh, you know, through the future. So apart from the sun's continuous activity of sustaining the world, all things would dis degenerate <laughs> and just disintegrate is what Paul is trying to say here. So Paul's goal is to try to communicate that all things are summed up in Christ and the whole of creation and history is subject to him, even the things we can't see and that we're, we're afraid of. And this is the good news of the gospel, that even though we live in a world that is fallen, even though we live in a world that even Paul acknowledges in verse 13 of chapter one, that uh, there's a kingdom of darkness that exists. People of God, if you believe in Jesus, you have been delivered from that kingdom into the kingdom of light. And you don't need to fear these things because your king actually oversees all of those things and is sovereign in sovereign control. And we don't understand why he allows those things to pop up and seem as though they have power at times, but he does. And the beauty is we can rest in a sovereign God that has control. We hope today's episode was a blessing to you. Please make sure to subscribe to the Golden Hills podcast in your favorite podcast app, like Spotify, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. And of course, you can always find us on the web at www dot goldenhills.org. We hope you'll visit with us again tomorrow.